Hey guys, I'm Tara Wilson, and this is the Fierce Lab Podcast, a series where women explore what it means to be confident, capable, and strong. That's Fierce, and we're here for it. Okay, so today I am joined by Jenna Allison-Drini, who is a young girl who wrote an amazing letter um, to EA, and EA is Electronic Arts. Jenna, why don't you give our listeners a little bit of background about why I ask you to join me on our podcast today? Could you do that? Could you tell me about the letter that you wrote and why? So I wrote an email to um, the CEO, Andrew Wilson of EA Sports, because um, I was playing Madden with my dad one day, and I wanted to make an avatar um, for a portion of the game called Face of the Franchise. And he told me that there are no female avatar options. So I was really upset by this, and I decided that I was going to email EA Sports, asking them why they didn't have female character options. Okay, so you and your dad are playing and you you really wanted to make a female player. Um, yes. for, for our listeners that don't know, tell them a little bit about Madden. Okay, so Madden is like a football video game. Um, you can choose your team and your players, um, and you can either play with other people or you can play alone. I usually play with my dad or my sister or my cousin. Um, and you take turns being offense and defense. There's a lot of strategy. You pick plays, um, and you can control different characters, and you just try to score. Mm-hmm. But when you got ready to create your avatar or your character, it was just boys. There are no girls. And tell me, tell me what that was like for you. Um, how did that make you feel? I was shocked. Like EA and the NFL are big companies, and I thought it was a big oversight on their part because I'm. I mean, I'm not asking to be in the NFL. I just I like playing the game, so I'd like to play as a female. So I was very disappointed. Mm-hmm. And so what was this process like? So you you know you're frustrated. And was it your idea to send this email? Were you like, Dad, can I like say something about this? Or was it more like, Dad, I'm really upset by this. And he says, well, then what do you want to do about it? How, how did that evolve? So I said to my dad, I wasn't completely serious, but I told him that I wanted to email EA Sports. And he said I should. So I decided, yeah, why not? So um, I drafted the email and I had my parents look at it because I wanted to make sure that I was being respectful, but I got my point across. So um, I thought that my email needed more research. I went onto the EA's site um, and onto their diversity and inclusion page. And they said that we believe in creating games and experiences for our global player community that are a reflection of a diverse world. That was a quote from their website. Um, and I said in my email that it was a, di- it was a direct contradiction because um, their games were not for everyone. It, they, were, they were not showing a reflection of a diverse world because you cannot make female avatars. So I found an email address for the head of media, but they didn't have Andrew Wilson, the CEO's email on there. They guess they didn't want to advertise that. So we <laughs> used the same format um, from the other email and um, we tried inserting his name. Wow. So many things I want to unpack from this. I love that you did your research. It wasn't that you were just frustrated and going to fire off an email, but like you backed this up with like statistics and information from their own website. 
that's a really smart move on your part. I think you're on your way to being a a phenomenal uh, marketer, if I if I don't say so myself, you know. Thank you. (laughs) But also then to be resourceful to say, okay, hey, this email address looks this way. I don't have Andrew's email, but I'm going to try it a multitude of ways. And so it went through it. You didn't get a bounce back. No, I didn't get a bounce back. Um, when he replied, he said that it was, it took him um, about a week or so to reply. And he's told me that um, he apologized for the late response. And he said that it wasn't an account that he checked regularly. So that was why. But um, he, I think it was an old email, but it did work. It got to him eventually. Hmm. And were you surprised that he responded to you? Um, yeah, actually, I was kind of surprised. Um, it was such an important issue to me. I thought that many people would have brought it up. And I was expecting like a generic response. But I was elated to see that it was such a personal reply, and that he took my ideas into consideration. Mm -hmm. And then once you read that email, I'm curious, did you continue to correspond? Have you continued to correspond? Or did you just say, okay, he's responded to me, I'm going to wait and see what happens with EA? Um, I thanked him, um, and that was about it. And now I'm just waiting to see if they do put female avatars into the next game. Mm-hmm. And when does that next game come out? Yeah, it's supposed to come out um, about August, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and one of the things that I love, so here's how, guys, listeners of the podcast, here's how I found out about this. So Jenna's dad, is his name is Steve, and y'all know from listening to my podcast that I really like to follow people on LinkedIn, even if I'm not connected with them. It's one of my tips for women on how to stay informed and to network and progress both their personal and their professional lives forward. So I follow Jenna's dad on um, on LinkedIn, and he had posted a really great story about this, that he had seen this initiative that his daughter had taken and that she had gotten this kind of response. And it really impressed me, Jenna. I mean, I, I, I reached out to your dad immediately and said, would she have an interest in being on my podcast? And And I'm so grateful that you're here today. So thank you. Thank you. It's an honor. I think your podcast is so inspirational. Oh, well, I appreciate that. Thanks. So you know from listening to the podcast that one of the things we talk about is taking risks. And I'm always fascinated by how women arrive at these moments where they have potential uncertainty. And like in your case, you know, like, hey, I'm going to send this email and I'm going to ask these questions with no guarantee of a reply. But you really summoned a lot of courage, I feel like, to take that risk and and to step out there and to express yourself. Do you see that other um, young ladies your age are stepping into this space of gender equality and, and speaking up for this to be an initiative? Or is this more just something that you find that in your friend group you're passionate about? Um, yeah, I- a lot of my friends are really passionate about gender equality. Um, and it's just something that's like always stuck with me. Um, I've done many projects on gender equality for school, um, and many different classes because it's just something that like really speaks to me. It's something I'm really passionate about and I'm inspired by so many people who are also like advocating for gender equality. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad you brought that up 
who does um, inspire you to speak your truth and make sure that your voice is heard? Oh, well, um, Emma Watson has been like a big inspiration to me. I mean, she's the UN Women Global Goodwill Ambassador, and she advocates for female rights and gender equality. Um, And I was just so inspired by her speech at the UN to launch She for She, which encourages men to advocate for gender equality. And she speaks her voice and she uses her platform for good. And she's just such a role model to me. Mm, Emma Watson. You went to the Junior National Young Leaders Conference in Washington, D.C. last year. Tell me a bit about that and how it shaped things for you. So that was a six-day-long conference. Um, we went to different memorials in D.C., um, but we also learned what it was to, like to be a leader in the real world. And we had to do a project um, at the end of the year, or at the end of the um, conference. And you, we did it in groups. My group chose to do it about equality, not just gender equality, but um, equality for people um, based on religion, race, and gender. Um, and I found that this was something I was really passionate about, um, gender equality specifically, and just that everyone should have equal rights. So um, that conference really, like, I it helped me understand my, my drive and my passion for gender equality. Mm-hmm. And did it also show you ways that you could speak up and create change, even at such an early and developmental stage in your life? Yes, definitely. I learned from so many people there who were all leaders like me. And people came from all around the world. Like, um, I met so many different kinds of people. I met someone from the Dominican Republic, someone from Guam. Um, I met a lot of different kinds of people. And they were all like, like me, they had passions um, for stuff like this. And it really like, taught me what it was like to be a leader, and how you can use your voice um, for good in your local communities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. And I love that you talk about that you met people from all over, but they're like you. I, I've talked before on the podcast about my international travels and how a few years ago I went to Dubai and I was in the back of multiple taxi cabs and I would just have conversations with the drivers and I found out that they were just like me and just like so many people here in the U.S. They were driving a cab because they wanted their kids to have a better life. They wanted to send money back home to their families. And and it really was an eye-opening moment for me because just because we live in different countries, perhaps we're of different race, we have different socioeconomic backgrounds or even different religions. But we all still, at the end of the day, often want so many of the same things. And it sounds like yeah. you saw that when you went to this conference. Yeah, I did. Like, the, the kids there, they were all my age. Um, and, like, I shared um, a room with twins who lived in Australia. And then they moved to New York. Um, and they they had, like, such different lives to me in a way. But at the same time, they were so similar. They were just kids um, who went to this conference because they wanted to have fun. But then we ended up learning a lot. And like, I feel like it changed me. It made me like a different person in a way. Mm. And you mentioned that it showed you that you can get involved on a community level and make change. Are there things that you came back and started to do and that you're doing now? I mean, obviously, um, speaking out would be one of the, potentially one of those. But are there things you're doing in your community now 
there's really like little things that I've tried to do. And at leisure in school, we go outside for um, recess basically. And we, there are three basketball hoops. Every day, the boys take them um, and the girls don't get a chance to play because either the boys don't let them play or they're just too afraid because they don't want to play with the boys and they don't even want to look like manly or whatever. So um, me, me and my friends play basketball and I kind of convinced them because they didn't want to play basketball. Once me and my friend tried to go and play mm-hmm. and they wouldn't let us, the boys wouldn't let us, mm-hmm. um, a lunch aide wouldn't let us um, one time. And then one day there was an open basket and there was a basketball lying around and I told them, let's go play. So we did, we played basketball for that day. And then after that day, we saw other people playing basketball outside, other girls playing basketball and the boys let them, the girls started playing basketball with the boys and it's not a lot, but it's just like, I felt like I kind of made a difference because people weren't as afraid Mm -hmm. to want to play with the boys or to be told that they couldn't. You know what, Jenna, you're so bright and, and you're right about this. I have a theory that oftentimes people are just looking for a bit of permission. And what I mean by that is it sometimes it feels like people are waiting for one person to step out and say, this is okay. And then everyone else will fall along and start to do something. And it sounded like, you know, you advocating for you and your friends to be able to use the basketball hoops just as prominently or frequently as the guys, you know, you you kind of created that environment where you were providing what I call permission. And it's made a big difference. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. The example you gave of, of the boys on the basketball court and playing on the hoops and the girls kind of hung back and they didn't play. Um, every week I do a live Instagram over on my personal account called Money Mondays. And I started doing it because women don't talk about money and often aren't as informed about personal finances the way men are. And I I wonder what your experience is at this stage in your life about talking about money, thinking about money, being that it's a topic that maybe, you know, we also hear like boys are better at math and those sorts of things. So when you come up against a stereotype like that, how do you handle it? And what are your thoughts around something like that? Well, I've done um, quite a few projects, like I mentioned earlier, about um, gender equality. Like um, just this year, I did a, pro- a project about um, the wage gap. And I feel that whenever people say like oh well maybe those women don't deserve to be paid as much as the men um i tell them that that women make less money doing the same jobs as men and this is such and it's not right to me and um like just in general too i think that when people say stereotypical things i always tell them like that that's a stereotype and it's not right because to me, like, men and women deserve to be treated the same way. And I feel that there are so many ways that boys think they're better than girls. Yet, 
I've seen many examples of how this isn't true and how everyone should just be treated equally. Mm -hmm. For sure. And we have to be conscious of those stereotypes and we have to be conscious of the biases that we embody. And I suspect that growing up in a a household with two girls, that um, your parents are making sure that they're squashing those biases and teaching you that you can do and be anything that you want to be and you does that your gender doesn't impact your capabilities. Is that true? Yes, def- yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about your perspective of um, brands responsibilities to show equality and a brand's responsibility to respond when a consumer reaches out and has a request similar to the one you sent to EA. Do you and your friends feel like big brands like EA and others need to have that two-way conversation with their consumers? Yes, actually. I think that if, I don't think that EA was trying to discriminate or not include girls in their games. and once I reached out to them and they seemed apologetic and like they wanted to do the right thing. So I think that that's definitely important for brands to listen to what their consumers have to say and to try to listen to their ideas and actually consider them to try to make themselves better. Like I'm much more likely to support a brand that listens to my ideas. And um, I was very happy that EA did reply to my email, but if I don't see female avatars in the future from them, I would have to reconsider, um, Mm -hmm. you know, putting my trust into that brand. Mm. You speak, your father called it speaking truth to power in the article that he wrote for LinkedIn, that you spoke truth to power and you truly did that. Besides Emma Watson, are there other young women that you look up to um, that you see as a cultural icon and someone you aspire to be like? To be honest, there are many people that inspire me. Like um, just my parents, my teachers have taught me like so much. They taught me to like stand up for myself and for what I believe in. Um, But then more like historical figures like Michelle Obama, she's such a role model to me. She's a leader and she's always making her voice heard. She stands up for issues like nutrition and poverty and education and like so many other important things. And she's such a role model. Like her quote, um, when they go low, we go high, just really has an impact on me. It's like she's such a leader and she's so kind and respectful. It's so inspiring to me. Mm-hmm. When they go low, we go high. And and that's hard to do sometimes. And especially yeah. um, in your formative years. I mean, I remember what it was like being in junior high and high school, boy, <laughs> Jenna, you couldn't pay me to go back. I have to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, life gets a whole lot better from here, I can assure you, you know? So there's so many things that we deal with, especially at a young age, and to be able to sort through and be able to say, okay, I'm going to rise above this. You have to work at it. And uh, it sounds like for you, that you've learned how to sort through the clutter and be the bigger person and play the long game. Would that be an accurate statement? 
I mean, I definitely try. No one's perfect, but <laughs> I, I try my best to be the bigger person to just, you know, like Michelle Obama says, when they go low, we go high. Oh, my goodness. I cannot wait to see what type of woman you grow up to be, by the way. I am so excited. (laughs) I am so excited for your future. I I really am thinking I want to stay in touch with you, Jenna. So tell me something. What advice do you have for other young ladies like yourself um, who see a lack of representation or maybe want to see a change from a brand? Um, What do you suggest they do when they're ready to speak out? What have you learned? I would say go for it. I was surprised that like I made a difference no matter how small and you should know that like you can make a difference. Just always stay true to yourself. And if there's something that you see that's unjust, make your voice heard and just try to make it right because you can make a difference. Mm-hmm. How do you think this experience will shape you and form future moments for you either with your friends, in your community, or even in the way you engage with big brands? Um, I'm definitely more likely to make my voice heard and speak my thoughts now about like issues I care about um, because I've seen that like I can make a difference and that some, that change can come of it no matter how small. So in the future, I hope that I use this experience um, to shape me into like make me not afraid to stand up for what's right. Yeah, I love it. Well, Jenna, I know your dad has listened in today. So Steve, uh, you have to just be wildly proud of your daughter, both of them, I'm sure. But of Jenna, what has this been like for you to see this kind of um, um, courage from her? Yeah, I mean, I'm beaming right now, and 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 many times, uh, you know, as, as a father, as as my wife is, uh, as a mother, um, you know, I, I think from a young age, Jenna has always been someone who's been just a leader. I mean, I, I just think about, and and I think, you know, as an adult, we look and we see things that um, kids don't see in themselves, you know. And I just see this tremendous amount of drive and and courage. But she's always been that way. I mean, from a little kid, she's been the type to always ask questions about things and, and why things are the way they are, um, you know, and at the same time has a tremendous heart and a lot of passion and respect. So um, just, you know, uh, just a, a, an amazing kid and uh, very proud to mm-hmm. be your father. Mm-hmm. Well, and I loved what you wrote that you said that you suspect that if you'd had boys and girls, it wouldn't have mattered. You'd still do the same thing. Like you, this idea of gender dictating what you can and can't do with your kids or what you do and don't do with them never really set well with you or it was anything that you've embodied. Can you speak more to that? Yeah, I, you know, I can. It's funny. So I, I grew up one of three boys. And so, you know, I, I had, uh, you know, female cousins, but I had male cousins, but really didn't have, you know, during my formative years, you know, outside of my mother, you know, uh, close bonds with, with, with women or, you know, in the household. And I remember, it's funny, it's, it's a real formative moment for me as a parent, but I remember saying to my father, and kind of funny when I think about it, I, I asked a man who had three boys, but I, I said, you know, when we were pregnant and we were with Jenna and I kind of said, I, I don't know, what, what what do I do with girls? And he said something that is so simple, yet I think so profound, but he said, just love them. And it it changed my whole view on like, what do I need to do? And I said, that's it. I just love them. 
be a caring parent and then everything else you just you know figure it out and so you know in terms of play or activities or anything it's hey if we want to go watch i like star wars i got them into star wars you know or if they're into dolls i sat down and played dolls but I just didn't let it matter about gender. It was just about what do we want to do that's fun and, and you know, and enjoy the time together. Mm. She's decided to make gender equality a personal pursuit, and it's clear she's passionate about, about the topic and even at a young age making moves and uh, demonstrating leadership around it as well as other things. What have you learned in this process of her speaking out to electronic arts and how do you think her experience has impacted you and will continue to impact you i think for i think what it reminded me of is the fact that um you know there's a lot of talk often about the, the say do gap right and I, I think one of the things that it was a nice reminder for me is that i i think that for the most part you know um organizations companies uh, they they have the intent behind what they say right and 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 they want to make good on it but sometimes i think they they need someone to hold a mirror up to them to say this is what you're saying but this is actually what you're doing and you know the the actions aren't necessarily living up to the words and it was it's a nice reminder because i think when you see someone and again respectfully and i think that was what i'm so proud of jennifer doing was that she did it in a really compelling way um you know i think in our society today it's so easy for us to just pick apart at people and and focus on what they're doing wrong. And I think she just wanted to do it in a respectful way to say, I don't think you're living up to your words. Um, and they responded well to that. And, and so to me, it was a really good reminder that I think people, you know, when they say it, they do want to do it. You just have to sometimes hold them accountable for it. Well, I appreciate that Jenna has joined me today, that she's taken time from her spring break activities, um, her at-home spa treatment this week (laughs) (laughs) um, during this time where we're all at home. But she's taken time to join me for the Fierce Lab podcast. Jenna, so the question I ask of every woman that comes on to the Fierce Lab podcast is, what does the word fierce mean for you? So for me, being fierce means to like stand up for yourself and for your your beliefs um, and to always be true to yourself. Being fierce is like such a feminine trait. Um, You just can't ever let anything stand in your way of what you want. And that's what fierce means for me, like just being true to yourself and always like being strong. Wise words from Jenna, who's using her voice to speak her truth to speak truth to power. Jenna, thanks for being here today and sharing your story with our listeners. This might be my favorite podcast of all time. Oh my gosh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I loved it. Thanks for listening today. If you liked this episode, do me a favor and subscribe, leave a review, or tell a friend. With your help, we'll grow the Fierce Lab community. And I would love to stay in touch. You can find me on Instagram at Tara M. Wilson. 